Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Today on this episode we're going to be discussing the one chip challenge that I recently did with my buddy Mike. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, with the hashtags floating around and everything, I find it hard to believe it's not real well known, but there, there is a thing called the Pocky One Chip Challenge, and they make what is theoretically the hottest chip period. It's a blue corn tortilla chip made with uh, ghost peppers, scorpion peppers, and uh, Chinese Schwann peppers. And it is really, really hot. And uh, this past Sunday, I, my buddy Mike and I did the one chip challenge. And it comes with, it, the chip comes in a coffin-shaped box. And you get literally one chip and it comes with a little insert and it says if you can make it five minutes you're a lightweight if you can make it 10 minutes you're a featherweight if you can make it a half hour you're a medium weight if you can make it an hour you're a heavyweight and so we decided we were going to go for it and we recorded it the video is available i'll throw a link to it in the uh comments or the episode description for this episode i'm gonna warn you up front there, I've watched a lot of the videos that are floating around on the internet. I watched a lot of them leading up to the one chip challenge. I was trying to get my mind right uh, around what I was in for. I watched them and I saw so many people that were just, you know, collapsing and screaming and agonizing over these chips that they ate. And I'm not going to lie, it was hot for a little while. I actually had a brief exchange on on uh, social media with one of my friends who had done it before I did and he said after about 10 minutes it was plateaued out and was nothing and so my buddy Mike and I after some technical difficulty if anybody that watches the video you're gonna want to unless you want to listen to some back and forth and us just kind of getting mentally prepared for this you skip forward about 10 15 minutes into the video where we actually eat the chips and then you can watch for another 10 or 15 minutes and watch the reactions. And uh, without going into a ton of detail about it, it was not what I expected at all. I was, I was really expecting to be knocked out and maybe not literally knocked out, but to just be suffering and agonizing through the entire thing. And it was just, I didn't, I thought it was really hot. It's probably, probably one of the hottest things I've ever eaten in my life, but I don't think it's the worst. Maybe that maybe that says something about me or about my friends or the kinds of things we eat. I don't know. Maybe all the videos I saw were not culinary people with backgrounds of doing things like eating scorpion peppers just to get yourself built up to this or because you like them. I've got a hot sauce in my fridge right now that I would say is probably pretty close to what I felt when I ate the chips and it's a homemade hot sauce a friend of mine made the stuff's fantastic it's got a great flavor but it's got enough heat where you'll know you're eating it and so we did that and it was the thing and we recorded it and we had some laughs and we made some jokes and and we sat there and recorded ourselves for an hour while we were before either one of us ate or drank anything and I'm going to be completely honest with you. By the time the hour was up, it was like I could have done another hour and not, other than the fact that I was getting thirsty from just sitting there and talking for an hour. But realistically, the chip really wasn't that bad. And 
Honestly, I've heard a lot that the 2019 version was way hotter. My friend Mike even says as much in the video that the 2019 version hit him so much harder. And I've been kind of looking around, seeing if I could find one online or something. You know, there's always people that stock up and sit on things like that so they can try and auction them off for ridiculous amounts of money, two, three, four years down the line, whatever. And I actually did find one, but I'm not spending $27 on one chip. I just, <laughs> that's where I draw the line. I'm curious, and I'll, I'll, I will do some things just for a laugh, but I'm not doing that. That's, that is be something my inherent cheapness will not allow me to do. I don't care how funny it would be. I don't care how much entertainment value would come from me eating this chip and then recording the reaction. I'm not spending 30 bucks on a, on a chip. That's just crazy. So anyway, so I did the chip, the one chip challenge, and my friend Mike and I killed it, and it was fantastic, and we had a good little 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 session of kind of hanging out virtually over over the internet, and that got me thinking. Though I did watch all these videos and look up things with this particular hashtag, and I actively engaged in one of those things that I really. As a normal rule, I don't see myself doing. I don't normally get behind all these viral things. And this one did sound fun, and I did it to do something with my friend. And it was kind of novel, and honestly, it, I don't want to say it made me look like a badass, but I think I handled it like a boss, and you can watch a video and decide for yourself. But that's neither here nor there. The thing is, I did it. I, I bought in, I jumped on the train, I got on the hype. As I'm doing this podcast and I'm starting to interact with more social media stuff that I deliberately and willfully distanced myself from for years, because I was in there, I was I was into all that social media stuff at the forefront when it all started started happening. It's like I had a Facebook when it was just a beginning little thing, and you could only click one picture. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not to sound like that, but at one point, yeah, I got way overloaded on social media, and it wasn't something I needed to be doing. It was not good for my mental state or anything else to be watching everything that was just constantly being spewed from everyone because that's kind of what it is. And so because of this challenge, I, I kind of got back into it. And again, with the podcast, I'm trying to do some promoting and get get the word out. So I find myself logging into Twitter for the first time in like five years. I'm making posts and interacting with product promoters and trying to spread the word and get the love out there. And it's, it's kind of different. And it's got me thinking, what is it with us where these, these things pick up a life of their own and they get out of hand? There was the ALS challenge, which started out as, and it was a good thing. It raised a lot of awareness I didn't raise nearly as much money as it should have for as viral as it went because apparently most of the people who were dumping buckets of ice water on their head didn't get the entire memo of what the point was. The point was not just dump some ice water on yourself and tag a friend. You're supposed to donate some money too. I don't know. I know the ALS Foundation made a lot of money off of that and really raised the awareness of the of the issue, but I also know way more people did it than kicked in contributions and people were doing it for the attention for the likes for the watches and that goes back to this need that we seem to feel for for validation and for acceptance and <laughs> and for somebody to tell us hey you did that and I saw it people don't even care if they liked what they saw or that they thought it was asinine or like I said I get on board and do it too 
I literally just put myself in the potential of being really uncomfortable eating a chip that is dusted in all kinds of different chili powders and really hot because a lot of people suffer through it and can't do it. And I did it too. Granted, I did it because my buddy was doing it and I didn't want him to do it alone. If I didn't have a friend who was saying, I'm going to do this and record it, I would never have gone, hey guys, I'm going to do this so you can watch me. But at the end of the end of the day, now that I did it, I do want people to see it. I, <laughs> I'm all up for hearing feedback and people's commentary on what they thought happened. And, and so it got me thinking, why do we do these things? Why do these things get the wheels under them that they do? And honestly, at this point, I think a lot of us could chalk it up to some of these things. It's a chance to, to bond with other people. It's a chance to reestablish that communal feeling because with the pandemic and the lockdowns and the the social distancing and the isolation a lot of us are just looking for that normalcy of being involved with other people and looking for something that at this point in a lot of our lives is lacking and i and i was making jokes about it at the start of the lockdown and the pandemic of well at least being antisocial myself and my life doesn't really change all that much but even to a degree it's there for me too where I was used to going to work every day. That was my my interaction with people for the most part. But it, it was something. And now I'm home, you know, 22 hours a day. And, yeah, it, it's kind of a lacking thing. So we look at why some of these things are going so big and they're picking up the steam and the momentum that they are. And that may be part of it, too. We need We are herd animals. We are used to functioning in groups. It may be on very loose terms. There are people out there that are completely antisocial. There are people out there that are agoraphobic and shut-ins. They still have some degree of human interaction. And since we've actively lost that, I think these things probably pick up a little more momentum. But that can't be the only explanation because viral challenges and viral videos and stupid things have been going on for years at this point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And realistically, we can't even just blame it on the internet. Ask your grandparents. Ask your parents. They're used to, they used to stuff as many bodies as they possibly could into a phone booth. Now, a phone booth was this little metal box. It was about three foot by three foot by like seven feet tall. And they would see how many people they could cram into one of these things on a Friday night back in the 50s. Utterly ridiculous. Completely stupid. Makes no sense. You can Google it, and you will pull up pictures that someone scanned in a actual physical photograph from the 50s of people doing this dumb crap. So it's not like doing dumb things for attention is a new thing. Now, on the other side of that coin, the Internet came along and made it way more prevalent and way more accessible to everyone. So now, every time somebody gets an idea in their head... The first thought is, let's record this and throw it online and see if it goes viral. And there are a lot of things that realistically, if you had any 
modicum of self-respect or dignity, you wouldn't want the world to see you doing some of this crap. And so why, why do we do it? Why does it happen? Why are people so thirsty? And that, that's a term that I love the fact that it has come into context in so many other things in our current society because thirst is real and it's something we can all identify with. At some point we have all needed a drink really bad and you understand there's that craving and, and it applies so aptly in this situation. Why are we so thirsty for attention? Why are people so willing to embarrass and put themselves in harm's way for a few clicks of random strangers who they really wouldn't give a damn about if they passed the time of day in the street? And it goes back to the whole, the internet gives everybody a voice and it gives everybody a medium to put things out there. And people want to, we have this desire to be recognized, to to be seen. And unfortunately, it seems like these days people don't care if they're recognized and seen for doing good things, for doing bad things, or for doing stupid things. Do you remember planking? This is, again, I'm showing my age. You remember when everybody was taking pictures of them, them, themselves laying flat on inappropriate things? Not necessarily inappropriate, but dumb things. Then, yeah, you're showing your core strength because you're holding yourself perfectly straight laying over a rail. But when you're laying flat on your face on a park bench and you take a picture of it and upload it, hey, look at what I'm doing, planking, haha, <laughs> hashtag. That's not cool. I mean... I don't know why people thought that was a good idea. I thought it was stupid when it was happening. I think it's stupid in hindsight. And the mentality behind that, the, hey, look at me, look at me. Now, is that because when you were little, you didn't get enough hugs? Your mom and dad didn't tell you you did good enough, and now you just need any attention from anybody you can come with? And I'll give you, there are actually people out there that have made really good livings out of things going viral that they came up with. There are some creative original people out there that are coming up with new things. There are people that are actually using this fascination we have with getting other people to see what we're doing to spread information to people, to spread the word about good things, things that need attention, things that need doing. But on the other side of that coin, we have so many more people that are famous for being famous, people that are famous for doing nothing significant for contributing nothing other than and I've heard it called everything you know trash TV and the lowest common denominator and all these pseudo reality because you can't call any of that crap reality that's not normal people's lives and um, a lot of the people that are watching reality TV and pointing at it going I so identify with that that's so us they're fooling themselves because you don't have a camera crew following you around. You're not rich, and you're not influencing dick. But for some reason, everybody wants to be. Everybody wants to be that person who people point at and say, that's what I want to be. And for some reason, it seems like we all think we're going to get there. Everybody thinks they're going to be the next viral sensation, and they're going to be the next thing that gets famous and gets rich and gets the easy ticket. And the problem is the majority of the people that are thinking this are just doing the same thing as everybody else. They're not even trying to do it in a new or original way. It's, hey, I just watched 97 videos of this thing happening. I'm going to make number 98, and I'm going to blow up, and I'm going to be a star. And there's something about it. And it's a certain level of disconnect where you get these people, and they think 
they're influencing things. They call themselves influencers. And realistically, and I've complained about this before. I'm sure I'll complain about it again. It's one of those things, as long as it keeps irritating me, I'm going to have to keep talking about it. But realistically, if you're going on social media, walking around trying to flaunt your 5,000 followers, realistically, at this point, everybody knows out of all those followers, you may be engaged with five or six of them on a regular basis. And those five or six really don't mean squat to the majority of the people you're going to be trying to leverage your influence against. You have to be super famous to get those numbers, to be actually significant and influential, to fit that title. It doesn't stop a lot of people from trying to grab at it, and ambition is fine. Ambition is good. Ambition gets things done. As long as it's coupled with some originality or some drive, as opposed to just, I'm going to keep doing everything I see and repeating it, and at some point I'll hit that magic formula that's going to work for me. And if that's your motivation behind doing this stuff, you're completely missing the point. You're supposed to do things because you enjoy them, or because they're fun, or because they're your responsibility. But if your sole intention behind doing things like challenges and whatever viral trend you happen to be hopping on board with is to try and blow up or get famous, you better come up with something original. You better do your own thing. You want to blow up somewhere and get famous? Make the next hot sauce that you're going to start using in the challenge. Sell it on a website. Say this is exclusive to us. This is our formula, and you won't find this anywhere else. Because if you can't do that... You ju you're just riding the wave. You're not creating anything. You're not doing anything original. And honestly, be just being original or just being novel isn't enough. It doesn't That doesn't carry enough staying power to satisfy what most of these people nowadays are talking about. If you think about 90% of the viral challenges you've heard of in the last year... How many of them do you have any idea how they started? How many of them do you have any idea who was the first person to do it? You don't. It's something that randomly came up, and short of looking up the information on the Internet, which most people will not do, you don't know how these things start. You start seeing videos on your social media feeds, and next thing you know, everybody's doing it. And it's hive mind thinking. All of a sudden, everybody's got this idea to do the thing that everybody else is doing. And that's okay, as long as you realize that's what it is. If you're going to do something and you want you want success, you have to do something with some staying power. You can't focus on viral challenges and on doing things that everybody else is doing. And even if you are going to create something that everybody else does, it better be memorable. How many people these days can even tell you what the ALS challenge was for? How many still remember? They remember the Ice Bucket Challenge. They remember what, what the disease is that it's supposed to be funding and supporting. It's a question. If you got some time and you're kind of thinking about things the way I think about things, ask a few people. See what they have to say. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. And realistically, that's kind of how I feel about these challenges. You either do it for fun, just for the sake of doing it, and if other people want to watch it or be involved with it, great. If not, that's great too. You can't... And having done this one chip challenge, I look back at all the videos I watched leading up to it, and I find myself thinking, 
Yeah, the chip was hot, it was spicy, it burned for a few minutes. My buddy Mike and I had some laughs, and a few people watched it, and they had a few giggles, and we had some comments going on in the the chat underneath the video, and and it was a good time. And I'm, but having done it, I watch all these other reaction videos. I'm wondering how many of these people were just hamming it up ridiculously in the name of I want that 15 seconds of fame I want to be known as the guy that threw up from eating a chip I I just want some attention I want to click on my link and find out there were 30,000 views of this video and I mean realistically if, if that's your claim to fame and that's that's what that's okay for you that's fine but I think that's one of those things we really need to be careful of because one of the unintended consequences of this whole grasp for fame kind of situation and this look at me mentality is we're really lowering the bar on our standards and on the things we expect from ourselves and we expect from our others and how we measure success and it's it's not a healthy mindset to get into it's not a productive mindset to get into when you're constantly looking for the the attention of others, not even necessarily the approval, but just the fact that somebody's paying attention to you, it, you, you see it with everything from kids to pets to employees and coworkers, and there's always that one that it doesn't matter if it's good attention or bad attention, and since it doesn't matter to them if what kind of attention they're getting, they will do whatever to get that attention, and that is the the mindset I am concerned that these sort of things culture they completely embrace the idea I'm getting noticed over the idea of why am I getting noticed and so that being said yeah I did the one chip challenge it was hot the video exists if you want to watch it great if you don't I'm still going to sleep just fine and so for now that's what I had to say Thank you for listening. Check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. We're available on all the major streaming platforms. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the people you work with. Spread the word. Get, get the listeners. Let me know if there's something you want to hear.